0: Welcome to the How to HR podcast. I'm your host, Shona, founder and director at Lilac HR, where we help small and medium-sized businesses become brilliant employers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Feel free to subscribe and let's get cracking. Hi everybody, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the How to HR podcast. Today I am joined by Ellen, co-founder of Fenn Property Services. Hey Ellen. Hi Shona. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really, really good. I'm really excited for this. I think we're going to have so much fun. Um, Definitely. (laughs) So do you want to kick us off by just telling everybody a bit about you and your business?
1: I will indeed. So I'm Ellen, and I am one half of Fenn Property Services. Uh, My other half is Stuart Clark. He's a gas engineer and has been for about eight, nine years now, I think, since he came out of the army. Um, We set up Fenn Property Services about 18 months ago um, and tried really, really hard to focus on customer service and providing the best of the best in customer service in the area, something which is often kind of lacking in trades, I think generally um, across the board. So I jacked in my 25 year career with hospitality um, and suddenly started running the office for a plumbing and heating company, Um, something which was completely random and out of the blue. But I now know lots about boilers and central heating systems and and how to change taps and things like that, so it's all good.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. And how have you um? How have you found that transition to basically running a business with your other half? Um, it's challenging. I'd, I'd be
1: lying if I said it was easy, but it's fun as well. It's good that we have a really strong relationship because I think you need that if you're going to go into business with your other half. Um we both have really strong points and we obviously both have weaknesses and luckily my strengths are Stuart's weaknesses and his strengths are my weaknesses. So that's kind of bounce. We bounce off each other really well and um, yeah, it, it, it works. That's all I can say is it
0: works. <laughs> it definitely does. You, you both do a really, really great job. And I, I actually forget that you've only been going 18 months. Like what a first nearly two years you guys have had how yeah how have you coped like you've you've started a brand new business and then had to deal with a global pandemic on top of that how how have you dealt with all of that um I think just with very clear and concise planning
1: and by trying to think ahead the best that we can and not panicking because it would have been really easy a year ago looking back to go oh my God, we're kind of like eight months into a business and um, shit, everything's going wrong. The world's world's going to pot and and what on earth are we going to do? But we kind of stuck to our ethos and um, we kind of took two weeks out at the start of the pandemic and took that time to focus on what we were going to do and how we were going to do it safely. Um, Because obviously going in and out of people's homes is... um, it's concerning when you you know that you could potentially be transferring a, a deadly disease to, to your next customer. So, you know, how do you do that? Um, so luckily we know lots of fabulous people who've helped us with um, with the journey through COVID. Um, and we've done all the planning and all the risk assessments and, and everything that was needed and concentrated really hard on, on PPE and and keeping our customers safe, really, and focused on that um, and and gone through it that way. And I can honestly say hand on heart that it's been it's been a, a weird year, but we've gone from strength to strength.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I can absolutely see that. Well, you can you can see it in the fact that in 18 months you've gone back registered. Like what an achievement. You've absolutely smashed it absolutely yeah
1: that was that was a scary point actually but (laughs) I'm I'm glad that we've we've done it we're over the hurdle we've we've kind of
0: yeah we've ticked the box so yeah it's good that's amazing you've done such a brilliant job and I think talking of scary points so you currently have no employees right no we don't so So one of the reasons I wanted to get you on this podcast is because I love working with you, Ellen, and you're one of my, you know, one of my favorite clients and the best thing about you as a client is that you don't have any employees. So. No. What what made you decide to engage some HR support, even though you haven't got any employees? I
1: think being proactive rather than reactive is really important in business. Like it's, probably one of the key most important things that you can do in business is to is to be proactive. Be it in HR, health and safety, you know, whatever you're doing, if you're not proactive, you're never ever gonna reach your goals. Um, and we've got a very set goal um, of where we wanna be in five years, in 10 years, and hopefully we'll be living in Spain in 15 years. You know, fingers crossed we'll get there, but we'll I see. Like it. Um, so we, I can remember the conversation that we had probably, what, nine, ten months ago when I first said to you, we want to employ somebody, Shona, but I'm really scared to do it and Stuart's (laughs) really scared to do it because we're in the middle of a pandemic and we've only just started the business really in our minds and we're still getting through Kind of the the mental hurdles of opening a business and now we've got to a point where we need to employ somebody and it's really scary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's taken us another nine months to get to this point where today i've put out our first application for um well first job yeah our first job has been posted it's it's
0: live we're taking applications as from today it's so exciting I can't believe you you're actually there like so talk oh. us through the, this journey then what was what was going through your mind when you and I had that first conversation like what was terrifying you the most about having to employ someone
1: I think the, the finances of it it's I wasn't worried about the work um, I think Stuart was possibly a little bit worried about the work he's quite he's quite thoughtful he again something we balance out quite well each other I tend to be bull in a china shop sometimes whereas Stuart takes well nine months to make a decision sometimes but you know that's fine it's a good job we're not having a baby it would be a bit too late for him to decide what we're doing in that case um so the first the first thing for me to be worried about was the money aspect we wanted to make sure that we got enough money in the bank to cover someone's wages in case of emergency for the next couple of months yeah Um, because I don't ever want to have to be in a position where I turn around to an employee and say look I'm really really sorry but this client hasn't paid I can't afford to pay you yeah and I would be just as upset I can guarantee I would be just as upset about having that conversation as the person I was talking to would, would be because that would be probably one of the most horrific situations that i could ever dream of being in so that was hurdle number one and um and point number one to kind of think about and then there was the work aspect are we are we getting too big too soon are we gonna kind of like grow and then crash yeah
0: Um,
1: again it's the responsibility of having an employee and making sure that you've got the work there for them continuing and that six months down the line after taking somebody on, you don't go, Oh, I'm really sorry, but we've got no work. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) That's, you know, it's great. Go have a holiday or something. (laughs) We, You know, we never want to be in that situation either. No. So it's having a business that's strong enough to cope, having the work, and the demand for work which is which is fantastic that we've got that now it's wonderful um and having the finances in place really and also having I think some self-belief in yourself you've yeah. got to have that self-belief and the feeling that you can achieve this and you can build a really strong business um and when the world around you is negative it's Sometimes difficult to to make that happen, and that might have been why it's taken us nine months to actually get to this point.
0: Yeah, I and I completely get that. I think, I think there's another element of that startup business mindset where you're thinking, I need to conserve all of my money just in case it all goes tits up. Like you're you're constantly living in that kind of scarcity thinking, aren't you? And thinking, oh God, I don't know how I'm going to pay my next bill. I'm just going month to month. what what would you say or how would you say you managed that kind of self-belief and that self-talk given that we were going through what we were going through last year
1: um a lot of it has got to do with our customers I'll be honest with you um we made a pledge to each other right at the start that we were as much as possible only going to work for nice people yeah and that if we ever had anybody come to work for us we would only employ nice people. And that's a lesson that I learned a long, long time ago in restaurants. I had an amazing boss once and the day he took over the restaurant, he spoke to all of the staff. And the first thing that he ever said was, we only employ nice people. Mm -hmm. And that's really stuck with me and really resonated with me as something that was incredibly important. And it was a real, for me as a manager at the time, running a a very successful restaurant um it it really struck with me as being so important because you can't work with people who are not genuine no you just and be that be that client or staff you know that's that's got to work with with both ways and we are really lucky because our clients are incredible and they're wonderful people and You know, we've got really good relationships with them and every single client that walks through the door, we make an effort to make and build a really strong relationship with them. And even if they want to phone up and just have a a chat down the phone, I you know, I do that. I don't care if they want to talk about their heating or if they want to talk about their dog that's just gone to the vet. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, that is that is the relationship that we build with our clients. So that's special
0: yeah it is and it's it's not something it's like in terms of your employees it's not something you can teach people either is it you could you could have the most skilled person in the world in your organization but if they're a bit of a dick then it's just not going to work is it no
1: I put I have put on the um on the job that uh, that they must like animals that is like one of the key aspects of of who we employ they have yeah. got to be an animal lover just like they have if they work for you Shanna because they'd have exactly. to love animals if they work for you as
0: well exactly you've got to put up with the fact that the cat is going to sit on your keyboard on a daily basis for starters
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yep, completely I don't want to employ somebody who's gonna walk into a customer's house who has a whacking great dame sat there and my poor plumber is carrying a corner because they're scared of the dog
0: <laughs> not ideal <laughs> no
1: <laughs> and I think that- no, that's a really important thing
0: yeah it is and I think I do think that is what sets you aside from lots of other people in your trade and I think you evidence that um I think it was I-, I lose track of where we even are now I keep forgetting it's 2021 but <laughs> I think you evidence that last year when you even went to the shop with your customer to help them choose tiles for their bathroom like you just I go did. above and beyond yeah, yeah I, th- I I really love doing all that side of stuff
1: it's kind of that it is going the extra mile and it does kind of take time out of my day. But when you get to the end of the end of the job and they've got an incredible bathroom um, that they've spent, a, you know, they've spent a lot of money on this yep. bathroom, be it be it a new boiler or a new bathroom are they're, they're spending hard earned money and that's got to be right. They've got to be sure that what they're spending that money on is, is right. Um, and that we're the right people to spend it with so if that takes me going and choosing tiles or you know whatever whatever it takes we we generally do it so that's good
0: and that's amazing so how, how it was international women's day earlier this week and I got myself in a right old was because I saw lots and lots of really like misogynistic posts on social media and I <laughs> I left a lot of business networking groups in a tantrum about it <laughs> But how do you done (laughs) (laughs) oh I tell you what I got right on my soapbox my poor husband (laughs) how how do you find it being a woman in what is predominantly a male dominated trade
1: um in all honesty I don't even think about it now because I've always been in a relatively male dominated trade right from an early age I mean I was in young farmers and you know I kind of hung around on tractors with with farmers (laughs) in fields and played on CBs and um you know got told off for giving off my location on a on a CB to a a lorry driver once (laughs) and you know all that sort of stuff and I've just always been surrounded by by men I suppose I don't even think about it now um I don't know Men, men either deal with it or they don't as far as I'm concerned if they don't like me then that's fine I am who I am I'm not going to try and kind of change who I am just because I'm talking to a bloke um I know that I'm quite a strong woman I know a lot of people sometimes find me a little bit intimidating so I'm told but I, I don't try to be I just, <laughs> I just I just I'm just me yeah you know I'm actually really I'm a real big softy and I'm a really nice person I hope and you are. I don't try to be a bitch. I just kind of apparently come across it sometimes as a bit of a bitch, but
0: <laughs> not at all. You are one hundred percent a lovely person. <laughs> oh, put myself down now. Yeah, don't do that. No, 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 not, not, not this week. Hell no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, how have you found um, your journey from? the conversation that we had last year about employing um to now where you've literally just put out the ad today and you've already had an application like how has that been for you
1: well right now i'm literally walking on air i could jump on the roof and scream i'm that excited i'm like i can't tell you how excited i am i'm just like itching to meet this first applicant and see how how we get on um I think it's it's been up and down. There's been a lot of yes, let's do it, no, let's not, let's just hold off for a bit longer. Let's let's just wait. Let's just wait. Yeah, no, let's do it. No, let's wait. Let's wait. There's been a lot of going backwards and forwards between us. And because there's two of us, obviously we've both got to be in agreement and it's got to be right for two of us. Well, apparently it's got to be right for two of us. I think like <laughs> right. I might have made the decision on my own. But you know, in theory, it's got to be right for the both of us. And um, I think it's just got to the point where we've got so much work now and it's not, the phone doesn't stop. And we've got the backup of of everyone that we could possibly want, thankfully, in our life. Um, So yeah, it's it's just the right time for both of us. And we know that. And I know that Stuart knows that because because he just does and the way you know just the way he is he'll just go yeah no that's it I've made the decision let's do it so it's
0: good but and also you've taken the time to really think about what you want and really work out exactly the kind of person that you need and exactly what jobs you want them to be doing and exactly in what capacity you want them to work for you so I think it has been worth you taking that time to yeah Yeah. work through all of that and make sure that you are both like you said 100% happy with it
1: absolutely and it is it does take time to realize what what role somebody is going to come in as within your business because when you've built a you know what is what is essentially your baby you know you've built this business which is yours and that you love and that you know you've you've nurtured from nothing um to bring somebody into that is is sometimes a little bit worrying but i i think we're both strong enough now within ourselves to not have to to worry about it and it's it's all good so yeah i feel really really positive about it
0: yeah i and i and i think that's the best thing for anybody else in your kind of situation to to do is to take the time to think about it don't just go oh shit I'm having a busy month I need to employ somebody take the time to plan it because it saves you that time in the long run doesn't it like you've been a manager long enough
1: yeah
0: you know what happens yeah, make sure what all... person.
1: yeah you've got to make sure it's the right person and that they are going to work to your ethos and and look after your baby as you know or nearly as much as you would because that's really important when you when you've got someone that's customer facing they've got to be on the same page as you absolutely 100 percent and if they're not they're not the right person for you I've, I've done it before when i was you know young and and it was coming up to christmas in a restaurant and you suddenly go shit we've got thousands of people coming in over christmas haven't got enough staff need to employ somebody quick go on Gumtree, put a free advert out there get 20 people through the door for, for waiting staff employ five of them and it'll all be fine and then it's not it's a disaster because they're crap yeah, or they don't have the same ethos as you do. They're not prepared to to wear the uniform. They're not prepared to work their guts out. Um, you know, from from eight o'clock in the morning until one o'clock the next morning, yeah. <laughs> and wait for their wait for their dinner for an hour longer than they ideally like to wait for. But you know, that's what running running restaurants takes, especially at Christmas.
0: So. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. And like I said before, you can't teach values to people you can't you can't teach people to be hard working you can't teach people to be good with customer well you can to an extent but you can't teach someone to be a nice person they either they're that or they're not no,
1: no they've got to have it in them they've got to be prepared to to dig down when it's hard to dig down and find it within themselves to to bring out the best of themselves and that's that's not easy and it does come with life experience yeah. without a doubt
0: yeah definitely and I I also think there's an element of self-reflection when you're recruiting because I don't know about you but you it's tempting to hire somebody who's exactly like you but actually Mm. like you said earlier like you and Stuart complement each other really nicely because you've both got different strengths and weaknesses do you think that that's something that you would want to build into your employees to you know hire people with different strengths and weaknesses
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, our business is called Fenn Property Services, and eventually that means encompassing as many different aspects of property services as, as we can. And, you know, with the best one in the world, Stuart is an amazing plumber. He's an amazing gas engineer. He can't lay a patio to save his life, bless him. <laughs> so, you know, if we want to go down that kind of road, then we need to find someone who can do that and will do it well certainly never ever been frightened of hiring people who are um who are better at one aspect than somebody than yeah. somebody else is in the business in a, in a managerial role because you can't build a business without that people have got to have strengths and different strengths if we were all the same my god what would this world be
0: like <laughs> crikey i don't know if i could work with another me
1: <laughs> no god I
0: don't think I could work with another me. That would be horrendous. Far too unruly, aren't we? <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> We'd never get any work done. We'd be too busy drinking Prosecco.
0: Yeah, you might be right about that one. <laughs> Especially when the pubs <laughs> be open. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, what would be your key piece of advice to other businesses in the same sort of position as you where they have reached a point where they are doing really really well and they're thinking right I think I need to do something with with my team I might need to employ or do something different what would your advice be to them
1: it's a real chicken and egg situation isn't it do you have the work first or do you employ somebody and then market more it's a real chicken and egg and I don't think I can answer that question easily um all I can say is that when the time is right you just know and you've got to trust your gut and yes there will be challenges along the way there will be slow weeks there will be busy weeks where you think oh i need to employ somebody else just take a breath hold that breath and consider what it is that you really need to to think about have you tried increasing your prices first to see if by increasing your prices you can actually earn just as much without employing somebody else. Um, you know, working smart, not, not harder. Oh, yes. Working smarter. Um, that, I think, would be number one key, key piece of advice. Um, and, yeah, just trust your gut. You just know. You just know what it's – when did you know that it was right to marry Dan? I just did there you go yeah you see employing someone is actually along the same veins as getting married to somebody because you're going to spend an awful lot of time with in fact you're going to spend more time with somebody that you employ than you will with your spouse or partner unless you're stupid and you know work together like, like <laughs> I mean, Stuart do but um you know you are going to spend more time with that person. So you have to get on with them. You have to like them. You have to be able to have a laugh with them and a joke with them and not be offended by daft things that they may say or take on the chin, you know, when they make mistakes and and both learn from those mistakes. And just know, just know in your heart of heart that now is the right time. And if you're questioning it, it's not the right time.
0: Yes. I love that. Employment is just like a marriage. I, I love that. I think that's so accurate. So, so true. (laughs) (laughs) I've
1: just come up with a thing.
0: There you go. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. I really like that because you are completely right. It is, you never quite, you know, you don't know until you know, you don't know the right person until you know the right person. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What an absolute nugget of wisdom. Thank you so much, Ellen. That's been awesome.
1: Thank you, Shona.
0: Where can our lovely listeners find you and your company in your details?
1: Oh, you can find us on Facebook at Fen Property Services. You can find us on Instagram at Fen Plumber. And you can find us online at uk
0: amazing and I will make sure I put all those links in the show notes as well so that people can find you thank you Shona oh it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for coming on you're welcome I've really enjoyed it it's been um, it's been an
1: experience
0: <laughs> good a good one I hope
1: <laughs> a good one
0: yes thank you amazing <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you love what you're hearing, then be sure to tell us on Facebook and Instagram at Lilac HR LTD.